Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, February 26th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Primary Election Day in St. Louis is Tuesday, and all four candidates for mayor say crime is the top-of-mind issue for many. Let's be serious about moving this region forward and making the investments in what will move our region forward. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman will tell us how the candidates would address crime in the city. Missouri Governor Mike Parson says roughly 550,000 more people will be eligible to receive the coronavirus vaccine in the middle of next month. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports. Parson says the state is ready to begin vaccinating the next eligible group on Monday, March 15th. This includes teachers, child care workers, grocery store employees, elected officials, and many more. Parson says the state continues to receive more vaccines from the federal government, and the Johnson & Johnson shot is expected to be approved soon. But he also recognized that the state has faced challenges getting vaccines for those already eligible. We still have to remember there's lots of people out there that haven't received the vaccine yet, especially our seniors, the ones we should all take a back seat to and make sure they get that vaccine. This week, many from the St. Louis area struggled to find appointments and drove hours to rural areas. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. A bill to create a new state-sponsored scholarship program to send students to private schools is headed to the Missouri Senate. Members of the House passed the measure yesterday. Republican Speaker Rob Viscovel from Arnold says the option is needed, especially after public school students were forced to learn virtually during the pandemic. I don't want to hear any more about, oh my gosh, my kids, look at the virus. My kids, my kids, my kids, my kids haven't been in school. My kids have had so limited amount of school since March. None of you who vote against this bill get to talk about that ever again. Democrats opposing the bill say it will take money from public education. The proposal excludes rural school districts. St. Louis is planning to replace its municipal fleet with electric cars. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports, officials say it will save money and create better health outcomes. Mayor Lida Krusen signed an executive order in hopes to swap out the city's gas fleet for an electric one. The order requires city departments to prioritize buying electric cars when the cost is within 5% of a regular one. Krusen says the switch is in line with the city's goal to achieve carbon neutrality by 2050. It's very critical, of course, that the city of St. Louis continue to model its own behavior to be ready for the future and truly to lead the way. The city has purchased four electric cars so far, costing around $100,000. The city owns a total of 3,600 cars. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois residents living in the 217 area code will have to change how they make local calls starting tomorrow. People in several cities, including Quincy, will have to enter a full 10-digit number. Illinois Commerce Commission engineering analyst George Light says the change stems from the launch of a 447 area code, which will be overlaid on the 217 region at the end of next month. The overlay was ordered so that there would be minimal disruption to folks in as much as we didn't split the area code so that no one would have to change their phone number. Local phone calls will not be charged extra for those made between a 217 number 
and a 447 number. The four candidates running for mayor of St. Louis agree that violent crime is the city's number one issue. They say investment in the city can't happen until safety can be assured. Ahead of Tuesday's primary, St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman has more on how each would tackle the complex issue. The numbers make the scope of St. Louis's crime problem clear. There were 262 people killed last year and another 3,000 injured in shootings. For utility executive Andrew Jones, more aggressive policing is the solution. We know that about 80 percent of the violent crime is committed by a very, very small percentage of people. Why hasn't anything been done? Why aren't they arresting anyone? For him, the answer to that question is a lack of support from leadership. His three opponents say there's much more that needs to be done. Treasurer Tashara Jones emphasizes putting public back in public safety. I would have a community first public safety approach, which brings everybody to the table. Uh, That's faith leaders, that's local businesses, that's prosecutors, uh, social service providers, and the police. 20th Ward Alderwoman Kara Spencer's plan includes a reorganization of the police department and an update to its use of force policy. But the centerpiece is a strategy called focused deterrence. That focuses on the very small number of people, individuals at high risk for being involved in violent crime and helps connect those individuals to the tools they need to turn their lives around. Spencer would also give some attention to a basic city service, 911. At least 25 percent of calls, she says, are currently answered by a recording. We know that we have communities that do not trust our police department. And when they are engaging or willing to share vital information with our police department, the first thing we need to do, at the very least, is pick up the phone. Rebuilding trust is at the center of a plan advanced by Board of Aldermen President Lewis Reed. Doing so, he says, requires fully implementing body-worn cameras, something he has advocated for for six years. What the studies show is that when a body camera is present, there is more effective communication between law enforcement and the community at large. Does it fix all the problems? Absolutely it does not, right? But it helps. Reed, Spencer, and Tashara Jones would all continue initiatives like Cure Violence, which enlists trusted figures to intervene in disputes before they turn violent, and Cops and Clinicians, which dispatches mental health workers to certain calls. Andrew Jones, however, is skeptical. Someone would have to correct me to tell me that criminals who are involved with drugs, narcotics, and the gangs associated with it will respond to a psychiatrist, a psychologist, and others who are out talking. A recent report by the management consulting firm Teneo faulted the city for not having a comprehensive strategy to fight crime. Spencer calls the lack of a plan, quote, crazy. Tashara Jones was also shocked as she views Chief John Hayden as a big data guy. But ultimately, she says, the Teneo report is similar to dozens of others issued by various groups since the 2014 shooting of Michael Brown. Let's chart a path forward, uh, put a strategic plan together with the uh, calls to action identified in every report, and let's be serious about moving this region forward and making uh, making the investments in what will move our region forward. Andrew Jones again points to the lack of leadership as the reason the city has no plan. Reed agrees. The current administration, Reed says, failed to follow through on a bill he sponsored in 2018 requiring the Public Safety Department to come up with a plan annually. I was pleased to see the report because 
it helped to validate some of those things that myself and my office have recognized as issues and we were working to position the city so that those things could be rectified. None of the four candidates seem particularly impressed with public safety director Jimmy Edwards, though all demure on whether he would remain in that role in their administration. It would be up to the public safety director to decide the future of Hayden, the current police chief. Polls in the primary are open Tuesday from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Voters can choose as many candidates as they want. The top two advance to a runoff in April. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.